Welcome to Flashback, a podcast by the Okaloosa County Public Information Office. Get ready to dust the nostalgia off your sleeve as we talk with Okaloosa citizens who share with us how things used to be. I'm your host, Nick Tomacek. It's time to step into your imaginary DeLorean, tap your flux capacitor, and flashback. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flashback. I'm honest enough with myself to say that I sometimes struggle with change. You might feel the same, and if you don't, look back to all those times that things have changed, and then see how people reacted to it. Like when Coke tried a new recipe. In line taste tests, which pop drink did more people prefer? The new taste of Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Pepsi! Wrong. Ooh, I love questions. Coke! Coke. The new taste of Coke. It's true. You heard it here first. Catch the wave! Or when McDonald's tried out the McDLT. You remember that one? I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The McDLT. Oh, and speaking of the fast food giant, I am a hard, fast fan of the McRib. Yes, that delicious tangy sauce covering the rib-shaped meat and the pickles and onions. Such a savory treat. Hey, McDonald's, can you make that saucy goodness year-round? And heck, what happened when the United States declared its independence? Yep, we went to war with the colonial powerhouse, the British. And I'm sure you can think of some controversial changes in Northwest Florida that have happened over the years that you might disagree with. I won't list any specifics for fear of people's virtual torches and pitchforks on social media, but around here it's usually a road or a bridge or a new building that causes a stir. But I get it though, things that don't change can be comforting. One of those comforts here in Northwest Florida is Goofy Golf on Eglin Parkway. It's the kind of place that tries hard not to change, and from the looks of the families enjoying that place at night and on the weekends, it's working. That place cranks. And it's the subject of this week's episode of Flashback. First, we need to take you on a historic step back to find out where our obsession with putt-putt or mini-golf or whatever you want to call it comes from. And according to the website floridahistoricgolftrail.com, Miniature golf developed in several different locations during the early 20th century, but the pioneering course is believed to be Thistle Dew, which was built in 1916 on the estate of a guy by the name of James Barber in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And did you know that miniature golf courses were one of the first sports to have lighting for night play? The creation of artificial turf, too, liberated the game from natural grass and maintenance issues, and made the game commercially viable. So by the time it was the mid-1920s, there was an estimated 150 mini golf courses located just on New York City rooftops, which I thought was interesting. The game was intended for children, but quickly caught on with adults. Our poor kiddos can't keep anything for themselves anymore, can they? And then the Great Depression came, and it did what depressions do and caused a decline in the new golf amusement, But after World War II, mini-golf experienced a revival, and during the 1950s, mini-golf was marketed as a family activity. Which brings us back to Goofy Golf, which in fact was built in 1958 by a man named James Hayes. I came to learn about the Hayes family from the current Shalimar mayor, Mark Franks. Mayor Franks helped me set up some interviews with his mom and aunt, who are the granddaughters of Mr. Hayes, 
to talk about the early days of Goofy Golf. I don't know. He was just a great man, and he that was his dream to build this, and he succeeded, and now it's a landmark. This is Wanda Munn. She's one of James Hayes' granddaughters. I'm Sandy Franks, and I'm also his granddaughter. He's my grandfather. Um, and like she said, he is an amazing entrepreneur and amazing man. Um, they owned a, a carnival before that, and then he came here to build Goofy Golf. And I know he did go to like Pensacola or Panama City, different places to research where other similar properties um, were mm -hmm. to, to develop the animals and stuff. You know, he has, he was hands-on on in everything. Mm -hmm. He he just created it all. He had two of his kitty rides from the carnival on site and built the arcade, you know, for the pinball machines. It was just a really neat place. And then eventually he added the go-karts where Hodges Lumber is now. And that's something we had a good time on, <laughs> riding the go-kart tracks. But um, he... Hand-built everything with his son, Buddy Hayes, and, um, you know, Buddy was a, a disabled as far as mentally disabled, but smart as a whip, and um, they built, you know, and worked together. We have pictures of them, you know, laying concrete or doing all that stuff, mm -hmm. so it was quite an endeavor, I think, for him to take on, and to be so valid this long means a lot to me, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and people that would come to visit from all over to vacation down here would return every year. Mm -hmm. And some famous people, too, and I'm trying to remember, but I believe it was Bart Starr. Who was it, who, who was it that played for Green Bay Packers? I believe it was Bart Starr. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he would come and visit with them every year and just had people return, looked forward to it. Mm -hmm. What do you all think uh, bring keeps people coming back? The price, probably. <laughs> That's a lot of it, because the price never really went way high like others did. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It just became like, we were here last summer. We got to take our kids again this summer. And yeah. just a tradition thing, I think, for people to do. One of my fondest memories was I helped serve the slushies. <laughs> yes. And then, I forget what year it is, that he decided to build Jen Jill's gift shop over on the island. And so when he decided to do that... Um, our family took over the golf course. And we lived there. And we lived there in the trailer in the back, and we ran the golf course. So we've worked there many, many, many days. Well, I, I was in high school. This is Sandy Franks again, talking about how she met her husband at, while working at Goofy Golf with her grandfather. The first thing I did when I got off of work at 9 was go straight to my grandfather's, you know, because I love to sit in the clubhouse and be with him. This military young man, I guess, kept playing and noticing me up, sitting up in that clubhouse. And eventually he got brave enough to ask me out and eventually became his dad. Motions to her son, Mark Franks, whose house we were at, sitting around the kitchen table while we were having this chat. So we were um, um, originally met there, which was really neat, you know. Um, had a Kawasaki and he bought a car just so he could date me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think there was some goofy golf magic that uh, oh, yeah. attracted you to him? Oh yeah, I am positive of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally just the course number one, and later on they added course number two, and later on they added the go-karts, and 
Um, it was just a progression, and I don't know the time frame between them. They had the big hibiscus plants, and it was just really pretty, you know. And they always played this same song every night as we closed. And I can't tell you what it is, but I have the record. My mom <laughs> kept it, and it's that same good night song, you know, every night. Can you hum it for me? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was his album he played every every night. Every night, while you guys were like cleaning up and stuff? Mm -hmm. or, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, I was, I emptied the trash cans a lot. I'm sure you mm -hmm. did too. Mm -hmm. Swept the carpets. And during the summer was the busiest time because we'd get school buses in full of kids mm -hmm. for the summer, whatever it was called. And a lot of churches would come and bring their youth groups and stayed really busy. Mm -hmm. What kind of trash do you remember uh, getting dirty from? I'm sure it was the slushy cups. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the candy wrappers, you know. I mean, <laughs> people back then were different. I mean, it wasn't trashed. Yeah. You know, we had our little cans at every thing, and we just empty them at the end of the night while we listened to the song. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a charmed life as a child, you know. I mean, I was my claim to fame when I go to school. Where do you live? Oh, I live at Goofy Golf. Come see me. <laughs> you know, it was... Yeah. Different. It was different. Did you all play? All the time. Yes. Don't play me because I'll whip you. <laughs> you said there was a pinball arcade? Is mm -hmm. that... Um... Yeah, the building's still there. Okay. And, um, but yes, it was... There were a lot of the high school kids there, you know, to play pinball. And our favorite pastime was when it, people left, we'd go in and check all the coin slots. Because yeah. <laughs> people forget to get their money. But um, we had a jukebox in there mm -hmm. and pinball machines. What do you guys remember about old Hammy? Hammy was the dinosaur that was out in front of Goofy Golf for years until it fell over and was damaged after a semi-truck drove by it in 2003. Jay Odom, a local developer and Choctaw graduate, had it replaced with another one just in time for the 50th anniversary of the place in 2008. And when I lived there, I would dream all the time that he would chase me around the mm -hmm. golf course. He would come alive and chase me. Yep. Yeah, but I don't know. He was just, I don't know. Just, just hammy. Just hammy. And... It was great to talk with Wanda and Sandy about the early days of Goofy Golf, but I felt like I needed to talk with the current owner as well to find out how Goofy Golf had remained so constant even today. So my name is Chris, last name is Clements. Uh, born and raised here in Fulton Beach. I've been to Goofy Golf. I've got videos of me going there when I was three. So I've been there you know, pretty much my whole life as well as most people that have been around here. This is Chris Clements. He bought Goofy Golf from Bob Fleskes in 2011. It's listed on the county property appraiser website as Goofy Golf Corp. I reached him as he was driving to an appointment. I, uh... I started working with my dad at Hodges Brothers Lumber, which is next door, back in the day when I was 12. And every Saturday, it's a half a day for my dad, I would go next door and go play goofy golf until it's time to go home. Well, that's when the, ho the owner came to me and asked me and says, hey, do you want to mow the lawn on Saturdays? I said, sure, I might as well make money. So I started mowing the lawn on Saturdays. After that, about a year later, he goes, do you want to work on Saturdays? Long story short, I'm still there. I'm still the owner now as it is. So I kind of worked up in the, I guess, the, the ladder system, if you want to call it. And I love it. Been part of it for a while. Well, so I had a verbal agreement with Bob or Robert Fleskus. And I, because his whole thing was, you know, everybody, and look, it come to, I have it five times a year. People come to me at least 
five times a year, can I buy it? You know, so he had the same thing. Everybody came to him every year, and he could have sold it for whatever to whoever. He didn't care about the money. He only cared about what was going to happen with it once they took over. Because, mm. you know, everybody says, oh, I'll keep it the same. And then day two, they go mow it down. And that's what he didn't want. So I gave him my honor. I said, look, I promise you, however long I have it, I won't do anything with it. I'll do the upkeep. I'll do everything to try to keep it original and normal. Other than that, I won't do anything else to the place because I'd rather have it try to stay the same so people can still see the same things that they saw 50 years ago. Yeah. So I guess as a as a as a young boy and now uh, getting getting older and a older uh, older man, I guess uh, what does that mean to you? Um, no, knowing that. Well, it, I, I, what what it means to me is because it means a lot to me because look, I'm born and raised here in Fort Beach, so it's rare to find a native Fort Beach guy and to take over or buy a business that's been here longer than I have, and it's pretty much the only thing left for history wise for most people that were in this area back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. Because uh, everything else has been taken down or torn down or, or whatever's happened to it is gone. So, I, I mean, it means a lot to me because, like I said, I, I have an agreement with Robert. I promise I'm at, I would never do anything with it. I would keep it the same. And that's why we keep our prices low. Look, it's not about the money for me either. It's more or less I want to have enjoyment for families and friends that can come out and be able to afford it. You can go on your couch and buy a dollar fifty and go play. So it's not about the money. We're not doing the $10 around and trying to make a bunch of money. That's not what we're about. You may have noticed that I jumped from the late 1950s to 2011, but I wanted to end today's episode with the longest-running owner of Goofy Golf, Robert Fleskis. He's the son-in-law who bought Goofy Golf from Jimmy Hayes in the 1970s. He's 87 years old, and he lives with his daughter in Niceville. He owned Goofy Golf for over 40 years. My father-in-law built it and uh, I told him that if he ever sold it I'd like to have a chance to be the first one. Kept the price the same where families could afford to to do it and it's still operating today. <laughs> yeah it is. I, and I, I tried to keep it that way and keep the price right. That was the main thing. A place for people to come come to, and to this day, people from here and all around have played goofy golf. Can you talk about some of your favorite animals or features at Goofy Golf? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dinosaur. That was one. What what do you remember about the day that old well, Hammy... that was on a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a big, an 18-wheeler, you know, on the highway. It goes by, and uh, I heard this thug, and I looked up, and I, I said, a dinosaur fell. <laughs> it was just a vibration, I guess. So the 18-wheeler didn't actually make direct contact? No, oh, okay. no. Okay. You're just going by on the highway. What were you thinking? Oh, it was just driving by? Yeah. What, well, what were you thinking when you saw the dinosaur on the I ground? Said, I said, oh, my God, i got to replace that thing because that was a, a main thing. 
It was a bunch of well beings, you know, come on that day that we put up the dinosaur. Yeah. Jay Odom was very, very helpful. And his mother was there, all of them. I think, um, I guess Jay Odom had played goofy golf. Oh, lot. yeah. Yeah. It seems like everybody's played goofy <laughs> I golf. I know. <laughs> Birmingham, Atlanta, you know what I mean? They're, they come to town and they play there. Did you ever play? About, <laughs> about five times. Five times in 43 years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you were working all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I did most of the painting and I mowed the grass and... I mean, to me, that was the, keeping this thing up. It was the biggest thing for, you know, for people to come. Was your Goofy Golf the first Goofy Golf in Northwest Florida? No. Okay. There was Panama City. Okay. Yeah. Four or five more. Across the country? Yeah. I know that there was a lawsuit involved with um, the name Goofy Goff. This is Selena Rogers, Bob's daughter, who he lives with at their home in Niceville. Selena's mother was Betty Ann Hayes, the daughter of Jimmy Hayes, who built Goofy Goff in the late 1950s. Between yours and the one in Panama City. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And I think it, it was um, begun by the person in Panama City, but... Uh, they were both allowed to keep the names, yeah. right? Well, is there anything else that you want to say about Goofy Golf? You, I, I've spoken with all the owners now. You are the longest-running owner of Goofy Golf in yeah. Fort Walton. What would you like people to remember about Goofy Golf, about your time there, um, or anything else that I forgot to ask you? I always remember everything about it it was they always come back and I said you know I've asked a lot of people why do you come back and they said because the place is kept up so nice they're always working (laughs) it seems like everything in this world changes all the time yeah yeah but goofy golf hasn't uh uh I think that's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say if if you lived in Atlanta and you you know came to Goofy Golf and like it, in the next year and the next year, you know. I'm trying to see what the billboards say behind it. I talked for a while with Bob and Selena about their family history. And eventually a scrapbook was cracked open, and I got to see Bob as a young man when he was in the Air Force. Before Bob bought Goofy Golf from his father-in-law, he was a bowling alley owner in Mississippi. Before that, he represented the United States as the Air Force's main man when it came to bowling. A perfect 300 game was common for Bob, and he was eventually sent to Europe, where he introduced the sport as something brand new to the folks living in England. He was so good, in fact, that he was invited to stay in Europe and share his talents as a full-time career. But Bob chose to come home to the States. 
and after ending the lease with the bowling alley in Mississippi, he started running his next passion, Goofy Golf. Anyway, I did just like everybody. They had a certain thing that they liked about a business that makes them keep coming back. And the only thing I could think of was that I keep it up and keep the price low where people come back. Now there's people that it didn't matter to me. As long as I kept it up, I was proud of it. That was a big thing. I was proud of it. And it's every, every time I can talk to all the people around here and they always go to Goofy Golf, bring the kids. And I hope and pray that you know, they keep it up yet. It's long standing. <laughs> I was eavesdropping on the whole thing yes. when y'all were talking. And... This is Walt Rogers, Selena's husband, who was in the next room listening to our conversation. It's funny how you think about things when you hear somebody talk about it, but you know what I came away with? One word and 43 years, 43 years of consistency. That's, <laughs> that's what I came away with listening to y'all. Yeah. His, his 43 years were just consistent. Yeah. He wanted it to be the same. He wanted people to know that when they came. It's kind of kind of like Walt Disney World. When you go there, you, you kind of know, know what to expect. It was truly an honor to speak with Bob and, and his family about his role in, in Goofy Golf and, and what it meant to him. I came to find out that, you know, as meticulous as he was at keeping up Goofy Golf for all those years, that kind of carried over into his uh, retirement life at, at Selena's house. Walton, uh, Selena, tell me that he still will mow the lawn at their place in Niceville every single day on his riding lawnmower. Uh, when I arrived at their house, the lawnmower was parked right up in front, just like a regular vehicle. I came to learn a lot more about Goofy Golf than I thought would ever I would ever know. Uh, regardless of the lawsuit that Selena mentioned about the name Goofy Golf, it seems that people that I talk with for this episode and from folks who I work with a goofy golf was kind of a generic term for mini golf with lots of fun characters and obstacles to maneuver your ball around. And from what I can find, goofy golf is a regional term and maybe just specific to Northwest Florida. Most of the long timers here in Okaloosa County call all mini golf goofy golf. And folks who grew up outside of Florida, like me, born and raised in Kentucky, call it putt putt or mini golf. In fact, the only reference I can find to Goofy Golf outside of the miniature golf places in Northwest Florida are a handful of YouTubers showing off a board game by the Parker Brothers called Goofy Golf that came out in 1994. It mimics the board game uh, some of you may know as Mousetrap and has tiny little obstacles on a board where you can drop a marble-sized ball down. So as common as the term Goofy Golf appears to be, our Goofy Golf the one here in Okaloosa County, has been a constant in our lives for generations, a landmark to guide us home or as we're heading to the beach on vacation. It's an unchanging venue of fun that's overflowing with memories. And for everything else in the world that has to change, for Goofy Golf and Fort Walton Beach not to, that's pretty uncommon and original to me. So hey, Okaloosa County and the rest of the world, Go play yourself around to Goofy Golf, wherever you decide to do it. But we hope 
you decide to do it in Okaloosa County. This episode of Flashback was written and researched by me, produced by April Sarver, our public information officer. Music is by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.com. Special thanks to Wanda Munn, Sandy Franks, Mark Franks, Bob Flesquez, Selena Flesquez-Rogers and her husband Walt Rogers, Chris Clements, and the late James Jimmy Hayes. Thanks also to the staff at the Okaloosa County Administration Building, Roland Sims, Kimberly San Benedetto, and Judy Lorenz for their team-building exercises on this subject. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you around town. <music>